Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope that you had a great day yesterday. I am here in the master bedroom of my house, still in isolation at my makeshift desk that I've set up. And thankfully, uh, my COVID infection has been mild and I've been getting uh, better and stronger and kind of healthier each and every day. And so I look forward to being with you uh, again soon. And this year has been different, a different kind of Christmas. And I've had time to read the Christmas story and reflect a little bit more deeply. And one of the things I've been reminded of as I've been sitting here in this room and my Christmas isn't going as planned is that the first Christmas, it didn't exactly go as planned either. There were a lot of unexpected things. Mary, she wasn't expecting to have a baby originally. Joseph was an unexpected father. Uh, they go to Bethlehem and unexpectedly there's not room for them. I mean, there were so many things that, that weren't quite right, didn't quite go as planned from their point of view. And yet Christ still came. Jesus didn't wait until things were perfect until he arrived in the world. And my hope for you this season is if your Christmas has been a little like mine, maybe yesterday wasn't what you planned or expected. Maybe this season hasn't really been what you planned or expected. But my hope for you is that you will meet Christ once again, because he's not waiting for you to get your life cleaned up or for things to be perfect before he enters in and continues to work in your life. And so uh, thank you for, for being with us today. Um, I just want to offer you kind of a brief Christmas reflection, uh, looking back first at kind of what we've been looking at all Advent long. We've been looking at the gifts of Christmas, the gifts that Jesus wants to give us. And we've been talking about how Jesus wants to give us hope, how Jesus wants to give us peace, how Jesus, no matter what we're going through, wants to give us joy, how Jesus wants to give us love. And ultimately at Christmas, we celebrate the gift of Christ himself, God with us, Emmanuel. And one of the things we remember during the season is that our God is a giving God. He gave us his one and only son, Jesus. We remember that God is a generous God. And the hope for us as Christians in the midst of our celebrations and our gift giving is that they are Christ-centered. They're focused on his birth, but also that in our, our gift giving, ultimately what we're trying to do is, is to reflect our giving God and our generous God to others. And so uh, hopefully, maybe you got, got some gifts yesterday. If you got anything special, uh, put it in the chat if you're watching online or if you're in the room. I know we have some people who like to shout. Shout out your favorite gift that you got yesterday. And while you're shouting those out, I will uh, share mine. And my favorite gift that I got yesterday was a churro maker, the one that I had been hoping for and waiting for. I got the churro maker. I haven't made any yet, but I'm looking forward to eating uh, hot uh, cinnamon sugar churros, maybe filled with chocolate with me and Emily and Patrick um, in these days to come. And, uh, you know, so I got some gifts. I've given some gifts, um, sent them along, you know, like uh, in plastic bags to people. And one of the things I do every year as I give gifts is I, I make a little note on my iPhone and put in the names and who I need to buy for and all November and December, you know, kind of check people off and get the different gifts. Sometimes the list is longer. Sometimes the list is, is shorter, just kind of depends on the year. But there's, there's one name I always try to remember to put on my list. And one name 
I always try to get something for one person and that person is Jesus and now I know right now you're thinking really that's like the most pastor thing I've ever heard that's such a a preacher answer but but it's true it's one of the things I try to do each year is uh, to think about what I'm going to give Jesus and I and I first started thinking about this a number of years ago when I heard Rick Warren uh, talking about how you know what hey Christmas isn't your birthday and him telling us, hey, you know what? You need to teach your kids Christmas isn't their birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. And then he kind of flipped it. And he said, so what are you getting Jesus for his birthday? And ever since then, I've tried to think about, okay, what am I going to give Jesus this year in the midst of, of me receiving so many gifts from other people? And at Christmas, we remember first and foremost, God giving us the greatest gift ever. And I think it's an appropriate way to respond to God and, and to Jesus because after all, you know, when we, when we love someone, when we're celebrating someone, we want to honor them, we, we give them gifts. And this is actually something we see in the very first Christmas, in the Christmas story in Matthew chapter 2. We see magi or wise men, whatever you want to call them, we see them coming. We don't know if it's months or, or years or how long after Christ's birth. But in celebration of him coming into the world and God giving them this gift, they give the Christ child gifts. And so this morning, I want us to, to read that story in Matthew chapter 2. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to open it up or open your iPhone. There we, we read this, that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and he said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And after they had heard the king, they went out on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed, and on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now you can you can you can see all my all my wise men here. Earlier I asked Emily, I said, Hey, will you go around the house and gather up every wise man you see? And I thought there was gonna be like three or four, but instead I have about ten here. Um, but I but I wanted to have these with me because I always love I always love the way the wise men are depicted in in different nativity scenes, right? They're like, they're so different. They're always kind of a foreign and they, they look so royal and, and fancy. And, uh, here, here's a little handmade set from 
El Salvador, and he's carrying the gold. But I've always, always loved how they look in the nativity scenes. But I've also loved just, just this idea of how they're responding to the Christ child by giving him these gifts, these sacrificial gifts, these meaningful gifts, these, these intentional and purposeful gifts. And, and in Matthew, we read, they gave him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And these gifts are a little bit out of the ordinary. I mean, maybe you got some of those yesterday. If so, uh, I'd love to hear the story. But I mean, even for back then, they weren't necessarily like ordinary things. I mean, gold was something that was oftentimes reserved for royalty. It was a precious stone. Then there was frankincense. Frankincense was an expensive perfume or incense that was often used in uh, civil rituals or religious ceremonies. And then there was myrrh, this oil that was used to anoint priests and to anoint bodies upon death. And so, I mean, you know, it's interesting to imagine these guys showing up and placing these gifts before Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And, you know, Mary and Joseph were probably like, oh, thank you. You know, maybe like you were yesterday when you got something like, oh, thank you. I didn't know I needed this. Uh, because, you know, they were thinking, maybe I need a swaddle. Maybe I need a baby monitor. Like, I, I don't know if I need gold, but like, that's cool. I like gold. Um, but, but throughout church history, what theologians have pointed us to is that, that these gifts were, were meaningful. They were purposeful. They were also prophetic in a sense. Because these wise men, what they were doing when they were giving these gifts is they were, they were giving gifts that were also pointing to who Jesus was and was going to be in this world. And so we think about the gold. We, we think about the wise men recognizing that Jesus is Christ, the King, that he has come to establish a kingdom of peace and of justice and of love that, that is going to have no end. There's the frankincense. And theologians have said, look, this is pointing to Christ's divinity, that he is God with us, fully man and fully God. And then there's the myrrh, which is a little odd because the myrrh was, like I said earlier, often used for anointing bodies. But it was also pointing to the fact that this child was going to live, but also die. Die a sacrificial death for our sins so that we could be reconciled with God. Their gifts were, were meaningful. They were purposeful. They were intentional. And so if we go back to that, that question, what are you giving Jesus for his birthday? I want you to begin thinking about that this morning. And as you're thinking about it, I want to encourage you, you know, don't give, don't give Jesus something, you know, thoughtless or something that's just kind of generic or a leftover. Maybe don't raise your hand. Don't put it in the chat. Like maybe you got something like that yesterday where it feels like uh, you were on somebody's list and it was Christmas Eve and they were going through Aldi and they were like, okay, what can I get them? Here's a jar of pickled peaches. Or they were going through Target and there's that section at the front of the store. And they said, okay, you know what? First thing, this is going to be the gift I get them. And, and you felt like, you know what? This, this is cool, but like this isn't that thoughtful. It doesn't really connect with, with me. Maybe they're just giving me a gift to give me a gift. I want to encourage you when it comes to, to what you're going to give Jesus this year, don't do that. Instead, think about something uh, that connects with your heart. Something that's intentional, something that's thoughtful for you this year. 
And because this might be a little bit of a, a theoretical question about what you're getting Jesus, I'll, I'll kind of share with you what I'm planning to give Jesus this year. And what I'm planning to give Jesus kind of connects with something that happened a few months back. Uh, really for the last couple of years, especially when the pandemic kicked off, there was this wooden chair in my office. And each morning that was that was kind of the place where I came and I sat and I prayed and just spent that that time with God, developing a friendship with God through prayer and through listening, through reading His Word. And a few months back, the chair, it's an old antique chair, it actually broke. It broke one day and now it's in the garage and and uh, something interesting happened. When that chair broke, the, the rhythm of my prayer life kind of broke as well. That was that was my place. That was my my space. And when that was gone, my my rhythm kind of got out of whack. And so this Christmas, when I when I've been thinking, okay, what am I going to give Jesus for his birthday for this next year? I'm I'm recommitting myself to to intentional daily prayer in the morning. I, I've been praying, but it's been more sporadic. It's been a little more irregular. It hasn't been at necessarily a set time and place each day, but I want to recommit to that practice so that I can continue to to grow in my relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to dedicate that that time to Him in a new way. And uh, maybe maybe for you, the gift you want to give Jesus is something like that. Maybe you want to say, Jesus, this year I want to give you the first 15 minutes of my day. Or maybe Jesus, instead of reading the words on Facebook or the words on my phone first, I'm going to open up your word first. Maybe for you, it's saying, Jesus, I want to I wanna give up this unforgiveness that I've been holding on to all year. Or Jesus, I, I have a lot of fears. And I want to give those to you today so that you can fill me with peace. Maybe there's a situation in your life, a relationship, or Maybe an area of your life or an area in your heart that you always just kind of kept at an arm's distance from Jesus. He wants a personal and an intimate relationship with you. And so maybe this year it's saying, Jesus, I want to give you all that I am and all that I have. Maybe it's giving up something for Jesus. I don't know exactly what it is for you, but this morning what we want to invite you to do is to not just just keep this in your head, but we want to invite you to, to reflect and to make an act of, of commitment. And so if you're at home, I, I would encourage you, uh, find a sheet of paper uh, right now around your house. Go find a sheet of paper somewhere in a pen so that you can write something down in the next few minutes. And if you're in the worship center, uh, there's a little connect card in the seat back in front of you, and you don't have to put your name on it, but there's a little note section on the back. We'd love for you to write down there what you plan to give Jesus this year. And in just a few minutes, uh, the team is going to play some music. And during that instrumental time, we encourage you to to reflect and to write. And then uh, during our closing song, we invite you to take your card and put it up front. Put it in the manger up front as an act of dedication, as a way of saying, Jesus, here's what I'm giving you for your birthday. You've given me so much. Here is my act of worship. Here is my response like the Magi did so many years ago. And if you're at home, we encourage you to just write it down and place it in your hands and say, Jesus, here it is for you.
God has given us so much. And it's right, it's fitting, and it's proper to respond to Him by giving as well. So would you bow your heads with me for a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of Christmas. We thank you that when we weren't looking for Jesus, when we weren't expecting Jesus, when honestly things weren't really prepared and things were dark in the world, that you entered in and you met us in our deepest places of need. We thank you for the model that Jesus gives us. We thank you for his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and for the new life that he gives each and every one of us. And God, I pray that you would pour out your hope, your joy, your love, and your peace upon everyone listening today. And I pray that you would stir our hearts, and through your Holy Spirit, you would speak to us and help us respond with a thoughtful and a meaningful and a purposeful gift. God, bring to mind how you would have us to respond to all you've done for us in Jesus Christ today. We love you. We thank you for this day. We pray that you would be with everyone in our community, in our country, in our world who is sick. And we pray that your healing hand would be upon each and every person and that you would guide us this day and into the new year. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you for giving us the greatest gift ever. Amen.